The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049. Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J, video games and collectibles. Sir? Ah. Manscape. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says Weed Whacker. <laughs> I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped. What are you thinking about Manscaped, dude? Love it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What what don't I use it for? Put it this way. (laughs) The only hair I have on my entire body is these eyebrows that you see. These caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. That is it. That's all all I have. And that's all I want. So Manscaped is a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man, it's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this. But if you're going to oh, go do a deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair racing stripe or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush <laughs> racing well, stripe. retro bush is out yes thank you. retro bush is out yeah um i don't mind a small well manicured landing strip <laughs> every now and then if it's completely and i'm talking like baby's ass bald mm. then i i start where is that pedophilia line you that know, I'm, that I'm, I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that. That's very interesting. Like that. I never thought about wow. that. You're a smart dude. Holy yeah. shit. So if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that. If the landing strip is, has, like I said, well manicured, yeah. you yeah. can see both sides. It's not like blinking lights on both sides of that. Landing? I just don't, I don't want, <laughs> you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that. Gotcha. As well. Oh, yeah, look but, what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest gotcha. though. Hey. The, ah. <laughs> the older I get, though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh, I as, found it. Have, I found have it. Have you ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is retro? Absolutely. Retro? You're like whoa. Wow. Yeah, like I'm 46. Like it pops out. Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, tr- I muster through. I muster up the courage to get He's a trooper. Yeah. He's a trooper. <laughs> Gotta give him an yeah, ace. Not all not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, there you no, go. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> listen, can't, I couldn't. I couldn't say. I couldn't say. Well. If you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. But with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a dropkick second. A dropkick. Hey everybody, this is ESO and welcome to the After Show. 
seen here only on the Monty and the Pharaoh channel. And while we're on that subject, I gotta send a special thanks out to Mike, Monty, and Jimmy Farrell for hosting me on their channel. If it weren't for them, I wouldn't be here now, and thank you guys. You can see the Monty and the Pharaoh show every Thursday at 9 o'clock p.m. on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. They're also streaming on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Music, and all those streaming services you can find them on they are awesome you guys have to check them out if you don't see them you know they're, they're the lead into my show so uh hopefully you called them before you came over here well uh i'm only going to touch on a couple things today i'm having a little bit of computer issues so right now i'm recording off of my ipad and my iphone so i'm a little bit uh, a little bit challenged here but uh i'm going to do my best things i want to cover today i want to cover that go home show of raw uh not overly impressed. It didn't really sell me. Um, I want to go over the Elimination Chamber itself and the matches. Um, and then I'm going to try and talk a little bit about the uh, the mecca of the Poughkeepsie Civic Center that I, that I want to bring up. I only want to talk about the, the 70s era at this point. And just a, a few things to touch on and some of the things why I said it to mecca. And uh, who, the person who sent me the message saying, how could you call that little arena mecca? I'm going to prove to you why that place was a mecca of pro wrestling. So let's get on with the uh, with Raw. So, Raw started off with that Becky promo. Was not impressed. I'm not sure where it's coming from. It didn't make any any real sense. And then Bianca coming out there and saying, oh, I'm a, I'm a fighting champion, so I'm going to just jump in the ring with both of you. Uh, what a, What's going on with this women's division? The women's division seems like it's just being booked as an afterthought at the end right now. You have these amazing, talented women, and we're not giving them the chance to do the stuff that they should be doing. Man, I, I overall... I don't know what's going on with creative. I, I think we're at a stumbling block a little bit. Maybe we got to maybe Mick it's McMahon's influence back back in the building. I, I don't know, but something with this women's division right now isn't isn't sitting well with me. And uh, I, I really think we're we're wasting some some great talents. So next thing we get into was that Judgment Day Street Profits match. Again, not really sure what, why it was booked, or other than to bring Edge out at the end and. I'm sorry, I'm done with Edge and Beth already. You saw that little bit of a pop they got? It's going to become less and less every time. Edge, retire. Go away. Stop coming back every three months. You're going to disappear after this pay-per-view and then show up back just before WrestleMania? I don't know. I, I'm tired of you just disappearing and coming back for the cheap pop. Beth, you were an amazing talent back in the day. Your days are numbered also. Please, you guys are just... You're legends. Use your legends your legendary status to be ambassadors to the business, not waste my time on TV. Let these younger people get over. There's there's talent that's not getting utilized because you guys are there. So, uh, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> next, contract signings. Contract signings are stupid. They're the exact same thing with every time with somebody going through a table, getting smashed over the head. There's always a fight. There's always something, and then somebody... Signs a contract and slams it down and walks away. That's happened since the 80s that I can remember. Come on. Just don't even bother booking them. It's a waste of time. Put more matches on. Put some talent over. Get more talent on TV. And that, I'm going to just leave it at that. Uh, Piper, Piper Niven and, uh, and Meachin. <laughs> All right, where to start on this? Piper Niven, you do not come off as a badass. Rhea Ripley, you are a badass. You are legitimately a badass, and you come across as one. I would be scared to fight you. Piper, 
You have a sweetheart of a face. You shouldn't be doing a, a badass role. You, I don't know what role you belong in, but this one is not it. And let's face it, you were facing Meechin. Meechin, she should be, she is a badass. I don't think you should have beat her. I think the wrong person went over in that match. 100% that should have been Meechin's match to win. Let's push that woman. She is awesome. So, okay, now this this part, I'm going <laughs> to, I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers with this next one, and that's the Sami Zayn angle. What the hell was that? Sami Zayn is a whimpering, whiny bitch now? What? You needed him to come across as a badass. He's going to face the f best champion in the past 30 years, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, and he comes out whining. Do you really think I can beat him? Oh, thank you, Cody. Uh, oh, my gosh. You just took all wind out of him. You just made him look like an absolute wimp. Why would anybody want him now being eventing WrestleMania? That was horrible. You just took all the all the wind out of his sails. You made him look horrible. There is no way that guy could legitimately beat Roman Reigns this weekend. It's the way you the way he was booked this week. There is no way. Thankfully, Cody was involved in that ang in the promo too. Otherwise, that would have he he just saved the day and he made himself look good and he he got. Sammy somewhat back on footing by the end of the promo, but wow. Whoever wrote that skit should be canned. That was just, that was dumb. You just ruined the main event of the Elimination Chamber. Duh. Now the only way Sami Zayn could win at the Elimination Chamber is with some type of outside help. There's no other way. You, you, you ruined You ruined him. I'm sorry. That was stupid. Hey, everybody who doesn't agree with me, please feel free. Leave it in the comments. I'll respond. Don't worry. Uh, but uh, I, I, that's my, my thought. Sammy came across as a wimp. Um, next actually was one of my favorite parts of the night was that the Cody Corbin part. That was absolutely, that was hilarious. I, uh, I, I like Baron Corbin. Um, I'm not sure where they're going with this, but uh, that, that was actually pretty amusing. I, I have to I have to say, um, what was next? Uh, oh, that woman's the woman's six man match. I'm just not even going to touch on. I I touched on it a little enough of it earlier. Uh, Oscar, love you, Oscar. You deserve to win. Uh, but overall, that match was. I, I'm not even going to talk about it. So, Otis, I love Otis. The the Alpha. <laughs> The alphas are done. Break them up. Otis, Otis should be in the male models. Sorry, that is going to be freaking hilarious. Great. Whoever wrote that, awesome. Nice job. 100%. That was that was amazing. Um, then we let into that Bronson Reed, uh, Ali thing. And, okay, we're going to just put that with that women's thing. And there's no angle. There's no reason. It just does not. Ah, whatever. And now we come to probably my favorite part of the night, which a few years ago, I don't know why I would ever say that, but The Miz was my favorite part of the night. That dude is hilarious. He is the MVP of WWE right now. There is nobody who touches what The Miz can do. He, he, on the mic, he's amazing. He's putting over people. I, 
he's made so many stars in the WWE by just by putting them over and putting them through Miz TV. I can't even, I can't stress how important that guy is to this company. He is the true MVP. Way to go, Miz. I love booing you. I'll just leave it. He, he, he's, the, he's the ultimate heel. I can't, he, he, he's great at what he does. Boogs, you, you looked great. Came across as a little too much of a meathead, but overall, Boogs, you look, you look amazing, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do with you. Now that culminated with the uh, that ladies match uh, between Bailey, Bianca, and Becky. Good match. Bianca won, so Becky and Bailey are gonna probably have a different match at the uh, elimination chamber, so we get to see them fight again. Wow, exciting. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, exciting. You can see, hear the sarcasm. who's booking this woman's division right now not looking forward to that chamber match Um, I'm going to go over the chamber in in a little bit but uh, I'm going to take a break before that so you know stay here I'll I'll be right back guys hey everybody and welcome back to the after show on the Monty and the Pharaoh channel so next thing I want to get into is uh First time I was on Monty and the Pharaoh, uh, Jimmy interviewed me. And one of the things I said at that time was that I attended wrestling at the what I consider a mecca of pro wrestling, the Poughkeepsie Civic, Mid-Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie, New York. And I got a couple of emails about that. And uh, one was a, a little direct saying, you know, how could you call such a little arena a mecca? Um, you know, 3,500 square feet, you know, that's not Madison Square Garden, blah, 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 blah. It's not the oh, Nassau Coliseum. It's not the Cow Palace. How could I call that little little arena Mecca? So first thing I want to do is break it down by decades. So even going back to the 70s, the Mid-Hudson Civic Center was a huge part of the WWF. Virtually every world champion defended their title there. Well, actually, every world champion of that decade defended their title there. So you had uh, Stan Stasiak. You had Bruno San Martino there. You had superstar Billy Graham there. You had Bob Backlund there. And you had Ivan Koloff there. All of the world champions of that decade were in that arena wrestling for a title. 
I don't think all of them defended their title there. I think I'm mistaken on that, but I think they all wrestled for the title there at one point or defended the title. You know, wrestled for or defended the title. So, and then the names, these names that I'm about to mention, these are the legendary superstars that came through that arena. Realize outside of Madison Square Garden, they weren't booking huge arenas. It was it was smaller arenas. Um, they used to travel up to Boston, travel down here, then they'd go it go to uh, oh the, a place over in White Plains, another another civic center. Then they would go to the Nassau Coliseum, the Meadowlands, uh, back to uh, MSG for a big card, and then go to generally uh, smaller events throughout the Northeast or venues throughout the Northeast. So, so check out some of these names. Larry Zabisco, young Larry Zabisco at that point, because you know he, you have to realize him. He peaked in uh, you know the the mid '80s, so this was ten years before, ten fifteen years before he was in his prime. One I was really surprised about is the man of a thousand faces, Mio Mascaris. Wow, I, I only got to see him wrestle a couple times on tape. I never got to see him wrestle in person, but I, I used to love the way, what I, I love the videos of him. He'd pull off a mask and he'd have another one and then another one. Um, so, well, this one, no surprise, Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant, of course, was was there. Uh, Haystacks Calhoun, <laughs> another, another big dude. Gorilla Monsoon. Johnny Rods. The Fabulous Moolah. Of course she was there defending her title. The first intercontinental champion ever, Mr. Pat Patterson. Chief J. Strongbow, the executioners. Dusty Rhodes, a young Dusty Rhodes. You know, he's uh, still cutting his teeth at this point. Uh, Ivan Putsky. Somebody who uh, I didn't know much about until the last few years with The, the Rock gaining popularity and his, uh, watching The wrong Young Rock was Peter Maivia. Baron Von Roschke. Abdullah the Butcher. I'm surprised. I never knew Abdullah was in Poughkeepsie, but hey, you know, he, this is back in the 70s. This is before I was part of wrestling and watching it. Mad Dog Vashon. He was Butcher Vashon, or Butcher Vashon, so Mad Dog, Butcher Vashon there. Uh, Mr. Fuji, Tor Tanaku. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, these are just some of the wrestlers from the 70s. Realize every title was defended there. There wasn't a title change hands there until, I believe it was 1985. But every title was defended there, and it was a mecca. Think about it. Think about those names that wrestled there. This is a little, little tiny arena. And that's just the, the start of the, the tip of the iceberg. You know, the, the Northeast was a mecca of pro wrestling, and that little arena was part of it. That I call that arena a mecca, and I'll get more into it in the future videos because there's some amazing stuff that happens there in the 80s and the 90s. And let's face it, they, even up until now, they're doing some pay-per-views for some smaller wrestling venues, but they are still part of pro wrestling today. I'm going to get into that a little bit more next time, but when we start discussing the golden age of wrestling, the 1980s. So this is ESO. I'll be back in just a minute. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to ESO and the After Show. <clears throat> so this weekend, we've got the Elimination Chamber. 
And, you know, as you could tell earlier, I really wasn't overly sold on the Elimination Chamber. It just seems like it's going to be a little bit on the uh, on the dry side. Uh, Monday really didn't sell it. Maybe Friday, SmackDown will pull something out and it'll sell it for me. But if I didn't already own Peacock, I wouldn't be putting my money out for this thing. So let's let's go over go over some of it. <clears throat> so Bobby Bobby Lashley, Bobby Heenan, yeah, <laughs> Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar in the rubber match. You know we know this is going to be brutal. I really wish it was more of a WrestleMania match if it's gonna with what I'm expecting out of these guys because they're gonna they're gonna tear it up. That's gonna be the match of the night, but I think it's a waste being on this on this premium. Uh, thing. I'm gonna just call it a pay per view. I can't remember what they call it, but it's a it's always been a pay per view. I'm gonna call it a pay per view. <clears throat> but I think that that match is gonna be awesome. Um, but it, I, I think it's kind of a waste. You know, it's not for a championship. It's not for anything. You're going to have these two amazing athletes go at each other just for the hell of it. Yeah, and then we get into the one I'm looking forward to the least. Edge and Beth, Finn and Rhea. Well, here's what I think is going to happen there. Finn and Rhea are going to beat the shit out of Edge and uh, Beth. Beth and Edge are going to disappear. And then they're going to show back up at WrestleMania and help you know somehow help whoever the Judgment Day is facing... Lose, you know, so it's ah, done. I I don't care. Stop. Go away, Edge. We I, I mentioned it earlier, so I won't. I'm not going to go any further. Now, now we've got the women's elimination chamber match featuring Carmella, Raquel, Nikki, Asuka, Liv, and Natalia. Well, the only two people that I really can see, oh, three. Raquel could win it, but I really don't. Her character doesn't do anything for me. It's not over. I I really don't think she's gonna she's gonna win it. It's going to have to be either Oscar or Liv. Um, my bet is going with Liv. They really want to push this young lady. You saw how long she went in that Royal Rumble, and honestly, I think she deserved it. That girl puts her, her puts her heart and soul into wrestling. You know, we, we've all seen it. Uh, the only other one I could see winning would be Oscar. Yeah, Natalia, love you, but you're not you're not winning it. Uh, Carmella, I don't even know what you're doing in the match to be honest. And uh, I already I already spoke about Car- uh, Raquel and then the Nikki Cross. Nikki, I think that your day is coming. It's not yet. Not sure if this character is right for you, but it's getting closer. So keep up the the good work, and you will be, you know, getting uh, pushed later on. But it's not your time yet. Um, so then we got the uh, the men's elimination chamber for the U.S. title. So that's going to be uh, theory. Priest, Montez Ford, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, and Bronson Reed. Well, let's just eliminate Bronson Reed off the bat. He's not winning. Johnny Gargano is not winning. <sighs> Damian Priest, I, I don't see them putting him over at this at this point. Judgment Day's got their own thing going. I, I just think he's a filler in this match. Seth Rollins could take the title at any given time, so I'm not going to discount him. Montez Ford, I think, is is ready for that big push. I would kind of like to see him win, but you know, I have to say, my money's on Theory. I think he's walking back out of there with that championship because he's starting to come across as that uh, that that next level. I, I think he's almost ready to get up to that that main event level. He's definitely definitely doing better and better every week. So, you know, keep it up, man. But uh, so, 
I guess we got some new stuff coming on to the Monty and the Pharaoh Network. I'm kind of excited for this. We got some new uh, new shows coming on, and then uh, also we've got some returning shows. My favorite is going to be, of course, Tuesday Nights with Tony. Tony, you don't remember meeting me when I was a kid, but I met you twice. I met you the first time I was about, oh, nine, ten years old. That was over in Poughkeepsie. And then I met you again around, oh, I would have probably been nine, 18, 19 years old. You had done a... a show at the armory in the city of Newburgh and then uh I you were staying over near where my condo was and you were on your way to work out you stopped said hello to me and uh you know again thank you we're always a, always a stand-up guy I can't wait to actually meet you in person and I can't wait to watch your show again uh so we uh have also Marty Gennetti coming on with a Marty Mondays with Marty can't wait with that it's going to be Marty and Mike Monty so we got Marty and Monty uh, that's gonna be that. That should be fun. I can't wait for that. That's gonna that's coming up soon, and then we've got the uh, Minotaur. Minotaur is gonna have his own show. I'm not really sure what he's gonna bring to the table, but I'm again looking forward to it. Anything to help the this network grow. Then, uh, so the the other one that we have coming on, the man who mastered the Kumate, Frank Ducks. We've got the man, Frank Ducks, the man who was on every. Karate Magazine in the 80s. The man who inspired Bloodsport. Frank Ducks is coming to the Monty and the Pharaoh Network. The Monty and the Pharaoh Channel. Can't wait to watch you guys. Yeah, this is uh, Welcome to the Family. And uh, we got to keep supporting each other. So, hey, I can't wait to work with you. So, that's about all I have today. Uh, sorry if the recording isn't quite what it normally is. I'm doing this between my iPhone and my and my iPad. Uh, I'll be back up full production in the next couple of weeks. But, uh until then, I'll see you next Thursday. Later. <laughs>